Hi, welcome to Your Great Story, where we chat with entrepreneurs, innovators, and leaders who live by passion and perseverance to make the future a reality. Let's be inspired by the stories as you create your great story. Very warm welcome to Your Great Story podcast. We are on the parenting series where we learn about parenting advice and tips from our guests. I'm going to take a quick pause and welcome our guest, Alice Yu. Welcome to the show, Alice. Hi, thanks Eric for inviting me. And wow, it's very energetic show that you're doing here. I'm very honored, um, flattered that you reached out to me via LinkedIn and happy to hear, be here with everybody. Awesome, awesome. So first of all, thank you for taking time to join me in the show. And I am very excited for two reasons. The first reason is that you are the first guest for the parenting series for this podcast. The second reason is that you are also a podcaster for Mama on Pellets, which we will talk about in a while. To start with, we'd like to have you introduce yourself and share more about your family so our audience, our listeners can get to know you better. On to you, Alice. Thank you, Eric. I'm a mom of one. I have a 4.5-year-old boy. My day job, I'm a marketer. I work for tech company, which is, you know, now uh, rapidly expanding. Uh, it's based in Singapore, but it's also expanding into, you know, Australia and China, you know, it has offices around the whole ASEAN region. It's called NCS. And for my night job, I mean, beside of taking care of my husband, my family, my kid, I also run a community called Mama on Pallet. It's a personal passion project I started four years ago when I became a mom myself. So if you read up a little bit about my story, if you're interested, it started off because my own experience of fighting against PPD after being pregnant. And I discovered art as something that really helped me to work out of the baby blues and uh, distract and regain my self-confidence and all. So I want to kind of encourage more mothers. You know, sometimes we don't really pay enough attention to ourselves. We were really looking after the family. I was joking with a mom the other day. If you go into the shopping mall, right, just randomly, the first thing you will think about is, oh, what groceries I should get for my family. <laughs> the second thing you will think, oh, these toys or these, you know, uh, kids' clothes are on sale. Oh, okay, this man T-shirt is not bad, good quality on sale also. I should probably buy them for my family. The least thing, the last thing probably you will consider is what you should buy for yourself. That's the situation for me. Many times I go into the shopping mall, end up buying a lot of groceries, things for husband and boy, right? But not really for myself. So I started this community, want to not only remind myself, but also encourage more mothers to pay attention to self-care. And our medium is art. Mm, cool. Tell us more about the art, right? That helps with the with mothers, right? Are there some stories of the moms on mama on pallets? Um, they could share the listeners out here. Sure. So, like, maybe let's trace back, right? Maybe uh, four years ago. Um. So yeah, I had a period in my third trimester. For those who are mother to be or moms already, you should know the terminologies. You know, during a pregnancy journey, so you will notice all the body changes and you experience emotion swings during your pregnancy. Somebody, some, someone will probably study very early. For me, I was quite blurred and here I really suddenly get feel at myself differently during the last few months. And it wasn't very easy because I was working as a marketing manager for a startup, which is fast paced. 
was managing two markets, and it's my first time to be a mom. And I don't really have relatives here in Singapore to borrow support because they're all based in China. So no support or no advice. So mostly googling. And honestly, that time some parenting communities on Facebook. Actually helped me when I ask questions there. I got many moms, you know, offering tips and the feedback, right? But it was still not very easy. So I was very fortunate. I got a, a piece of advice from my husband. He knows that I love drawing. I used to freelance for、uh, one of the local newspapers, Zaobao, last time. But it was in the younger years. So he said, you know, you haven't been drawing for quite a while. You know, why don't you practice this and see if it helps to manage your emotions? So I tried. I said after work or during a time I was stressed, I would just paint something, right? And until one day, I had a pregnancy dream about some vegetables. It turned to be, you know, I started to formulate this story about a vegetable kingdom in my mind.、Wow. So I started to draw this story out, and I didn't expect it to become anything. I just feel this period of being focused, concentrated, and focused on the drawing really helps. To release the emotions, it really helps me to distract from all the stressful factors. So draw, 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 then deliver already, right? And、uh, surprisingly, I managed to actually curate a picture book after drawing all this. So I said, okay, you know, just go and publish it. And then somebody from the library saw it and they say, oh, we want to order your book to be put into all our public libraries. So okay, but that's the after story, lah. So. Yeah. After this whole personal experience, I thought, oh, you know, this probably be something useful for the other moms to be or first time mothers, right? Of mental health. If you don't have that strong family support, if you、mm-hmm. don't have a community, many times it's really a very lonely journey for pregnant women or for new mothers. So. Started putting together this community called Mama on Pallet. Our focus is really arts because that is something that helped me. I'm sure there are many therapies、uh, or many other methods available there, such as music or dancing or yoga, right?、Um, but because for me, art is really something like drawing in particular that helps me to gain better mental health. So that's how we started off. And right now, we have about 500 plus members in our community. Before COVID time, you really run many different events, almost like once per month. It could be artistic play days for mothers and kids. So we go to Singapore Art Museum or the Art Ground and at Goodman Art Center together. And we also organize some talks, sharing sessions for the mothers, and we also organize like art workshops for the parents as well. But you know, during COVID, there was a postponing of activities. But now, yeah, we're back again, and we had our First art exhibition with eight mother artists last year in May to celebrate Mother's Day at the Central Library Singapore. And next month, when Mother's Day is coming again, we're actually gathering a larger group of mother artists.、Uh, I have twenty five of them, and we're going to exhibit again at the library at Orchard. So yeah, welcome, you know, everybody who is book lover to drop by library at Orchard. From fourth of May onwards to check out the exhibition. Awesome! I will put the link as well in the podcast. Awesome! What is story from your husband reminding you that hey, you know, or suggesting to you that you can actually do arts, right, to overcome those challenges and progressively starting a community of five hundred plus mothers. 
tell us more about the challenges of starting a community from scratch, right? From zero to 500 plus. It's a very good question because initially it wasn't really challenging because people would tend to think the beginning is challenging. But to me, the beginning is quite easy because it's just something I want to do. It's just like I want to draw a picture book. I just move mm. on to do it. So the beginning is quite easy because I work in digital marketing. Just, you know, buy bought my own domain, set up the website, set up the social media, not to churn out something and organize events, right? Because in a mommy circle, you know, like, it's very easy to connect. Sometimes you can really just connect with a stranger mom, but living in the same block or, you know, around your neighborhood area, organize a play date, and then you know each other already. So the way the community grow is really sort of organic. We didn't do any paid ads or any, you know, aggressive propaganda. It's really through word of mouth. Um, then the mummies start to bring their friends down to, you know, our activities as well. But what, where the period I feel is more challenging is when the community started to grow and grow to be larger, right? And you suddenly feel, hey, I have such a larger group to take responsibility for such as our art exhibition last year. So we have eight mother artists whom all I personally know. So when I had the idea of doing the setup, I just reached out to them and said, oh, okay, we were drawing. Since it's COVID time, they have many of them haven't had a chance to exhibit their artworks because all the art shows and exhibition were cancelled. So they, yeah, they're happy to support. Then they just come down, bringing down their own easels, their own setup, and then we just help each other to put the artworks in the designate area obviously i was the one to reach out to the library asking for the venue la. then i did all the marketing stuff right getting people down to visit it but you see this year first of all we get bigger venue second i'm also collaborating with another non-profit called the red pencil which is an art therapy association so I have a partner, you know, to communicate with and they have some of their own activities to tag along the exhibition. And we also have a wider group of participants. So we launched the open call for artists like just over the weekend. And in 24 hours, we received 25 entries. So I have to close it like just one day after because space size is limited, right? But there's all these like different questions, expectations you need to manage like, when, when these new people, new faces who are excited about this community coming in. Luckily, I was able to recruit some volunteers, volunteer mothers from the community to help out to right, coordinate with the licensing of the participants and all. But yeah, suddenly overnight, it becomes something like a project <laughs> rather than just a, you know, play date or something. Yeah. yeah. I think it's bittersweet la, kind of mm. feeling. Like in the meantime, I say, okay, maybe what I'm doing is right. You know, it's getting the buzz, it's getting the attention. But on the main side, I really need to think about how do I manage all this right? <laughs> with growing community, my work and my family. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure that the moms uh, appreciate your planning, your effort in planning and organizing these events, activities and building up this community of moms, right? They are happy, right? Via doing arts. And you mentioned about there's so many things to handle, right? Let's talk about time management, right? You're being a mom, you're working full-time, you have a really palette coming <laughs> to build. How do you manage time across all these projects in life? Ah, you ask a very tough question. <laughs> I, I, I'm not really good at it. I am very thankful. Uh, I have a very supportive husband. He's just working. <laughs> but, 
Very fortunate because mm. I guess for us, we aren't like common families here. So we don't really have a helper. Mm. So since day one, during pregnancy and giving birth and TNL, right, we've been, the two of us have been raising up our kids together without a helper. And both of our parents are all in China. Now with COVID, it's also hard for them to come over. And both of us are working full time as well. I appreciate his understanding of what I'm doing. Although he saw me spending the time and effort being on the course out of nowhere and not earning money from this passion project. But he always tell me, oh, you just go ahead doing it because this is what you like. I saw that you are happy doing it. So back to your original question about time management. Again, I'm not good at it, but we we try to balance it off within the family lah. So mm. it really needs some discipline. Um. So I can. I mean, he also have his own hobbies and passions, right? So we kind of plan our family agenda in a way that whatever we do or the time we need to spend on different things is uh, well coordinated. So we still have that common time to bond together as a family. And then they'll probably, you know, one hour for each other, you know, every another day to do our own activities. So that's how. No magic. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. Wow. There's actually a lot of things to unpack here for parenting, right? Or mothering. Doesn't mention about balancing right of um scope right between you and your husband and thanks for this i think you are really doing a shout out for your husband as well for supporting you i think we all need our spouse to be supportive as we do passion projects or we uh, move to somewhere that is slightly risky right or somewhere mm-hmm. that's beyond the norm the norm right so yeah. tell us more about balancing of scope between uh, you and your spouse you and your husband how do you manage this relationship mm-hmm. I think for us, we always respect each other. Like although we are in different professions and each of us have different passions, right? Um, but we uh try to be fair with the time allocation. So it's not to say, hey, you just look after the kids for the whole night, right? <laughs> um, it's not fair. Yeah. <laughs> so we we understand that and we respect that. So sometimes we have the jiating hui, you know, family mm-hmm. meetings to do the plans. Once in a while, I think it's a good practice la, to not just throw things or ran right? That, oh, this must yes. be awesome to do. Because to be frank, I personally grew up in a family where it's more traditional. Like mm. my parents' generation is more, um, they feel, oh, uh, the women should take care of the family. The men just take care of the work. Although my mother is also working as well. But I guess in our generation, the mindset is shifting. I saw more DNI initiative across different type of companies and communities. And I think at home, we also try to respect each other. There's nothing like this is something you deem to do. You just need to do, right? We try to put everything we want to do, our wish list, our must-dos, our good-to-haves on the table. Wow. Then we <laughs> wow, wow, wow. So structured. <laughs> is, that, is that the Jia Ting Hui agenda? Not, not always structured, but we try, we try, we try our best. <laughs> it's good, it's good. It's good to come together to, you know, talk about things and to prioritize and to plan out what we're going to do next week, next month and make sure that it is a balanced responsibility, right? I think at this era, this generation, I think as young parents, like both of us, right? I think husband and wife, father and mothers have pretty much equal responsibility and equally involved, right, with the parenting. Tell us more about just to mention bonding, right, of family. Uh, could you share how you bond with your family? Where do you go? What do you do with your family to have bonding with family? Oh, sure. 
you know, sometimes when I was chatting with my friends, my mommy friends about how my kid grew up, right, in our special family environment, <laughs> they all feel very surprised because after my four months maternity leave, I returned to work immediately. And because of the nature of my work, I, I work in marketing. And before COVID time, there are many times you need to run events. Mm. So it happens a lot. It happened a lot where, you know, sometimes I was doing a speech or doing a sharing session or organizing some events. And you can always see my company, <laughs> my husband, with a stroller and a baby inside. Oh, wow. um, we always me because you know all these events sometimes it happens at irregular timing it could happen at evening it also can happen on weekends i remember there was once i uh went into a school to do a sharing session because that time we were selling language products so went into an international school mm. it's a student fair where they organize all the booths right for different businesses so we were there and uh, while i was talking to the older kids, right, and their parents about language, and then they can see my baby is lying around. And once in a while, I need to go and pamper him, feed him milk and some food as well. So, but when I share this with my friends, many of them actually said, you know, this is so precious. This is something that really allows your boy to learn. <laughs> so I, I was like, uh, also <laughs> Like I really have no no idea because that's our special setting, right? If I don't yeah. bring him with me, otherwise either my, my, my husband will, will give up already or, <laughs> or I will also be worried like I cannot really focus on all mm. the events I was running. So I brought them everywhere. Now even I think during COVID time it was better because everyone is working from home. But still, there were times where our young kid can hijack our working meetings and all that. So we try to share with him what we are doing, why this is important, why to concentrate. So I can't say it's always like, you know, in a commercial ads where father, mother, kid are smiling, <laughs> you know, always so happy together. It's like nothing to worry about at all. It's not right. I mean, I... I always say there's always the unglamorous side about parenting, which the young couples may not see from commercial ads or Korean drama. Mm. Is uh, quite a number of moments we had conflict. Mm. There are moments we had disagreements, or sometimes we can get frustrated when mm. uh, working and managing so many things together with a kid's schedule. Mm. But we just carry on. And like what I shared, if we have no choice, we just tag him along. Mm. But since my friend said this is a good education method, I will <laughs> recognize so as well. Like if he see how I am working, whether for my work or for my community projects, right? He can he can feel like maybe he doesn't really understand the content of it. I always tell my son, you know, your mommy's job is to make videos, maybe uh, make Peppa Pig for adults. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. Nice birthday parties for adults. But joke aside, I think he can observe like my passion, my dedication, and when I'm on my work, I'm really concentrated. So maybe there are some good things for him to learn as well. And that's how we bond. Wow. Awesome. This is golden. Just now you mentioned about managing conflicts, right? Me and my wife as well, we do. Definitely it's not a bit of roses, right? Where every day is like your commercial ad holding hands in a park. You know, with our kids all smiling, you know, going for nice meals and nice scenery. Well, I mean, that that may be, right? But a lot of times it's conflicts to manage, to talk about, to align, to collaborate. Share with us how you manage conflicts with your husband. 
not particularly with my husband, honestly, because mm. <laughs> the conflict is mostly with my kid. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. So, so for the two of us, right? Uh, we don't really have like argues at time. It's more like discussion, really discussion or negotiation, but in a professional way, lah. So we don't really raise our voice or fight. So it's more like a discussion, but the conflict management is really with our son because he was born to be a kid with a strong opinion,、mm. and maybe right he is kind of、uh, premature by getting too much involved in all our adult activities, <laughs> marketing so activities. Because he, <laughs> <laughs> so he, he saw like me speaking in meetings, he also joined those events where we hosted panel discussions. So he tend to be more verbal. In comparison to kids, like at his age, and I think he 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 is trying to speak like a little adult at his age as well. Um,、uh, try to behave independently whenever we give him like some task right or request. He will usually try to negotiate like an adult.、Mm. So, for example, you put on your clothes in five minutes, right? He will say, "If I put on my clothes in five minutes, what you give me in the back?"、Mm. So it's like. Ah, isn't that something a kid must do <laughs> to follow the parents' instructions? So things like that, for me, is still okay lah. But for my husband, will trigger him <laughs> sometimes. Like, I'm your, I'm your dad. I'm your daddy, right? <laughs> How come、yeah. you talk to me like that? It's this kind of moment. But still, we try not to punish him. We'll try to. Makes sense because sometimes, although he was trying to intimate how an adult is talking, but he doesn't really understand why adults talking like that or why what's the intention between all be, behind all the negotiations or discussions or you know conversations. So you try to explain him, and I like to use storytelling.、Mm. Like I will tell stories where you know maybe from ancient China or、mm. something I read. The book, so he can more relate, you know,、uh, animal stories or people story in the history.、Mm. Then that's where he,、uh, oh, okay, so that's why I need to be humble. Oh, okay, that's why I need to, you know, 谦让 to give, um, you know, the better things to my parents or to my friends.、Mm. Then I reserve the smaller one for myself. This is from the story of Kong Rang Di, right? So,、wow. yeah, so、wow. it's try to try to the story to inspire him, but. Obviously, it doesn't always all work. So,、um, when 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 sometimes if he plays tantrums and it really reach a climax, I even I cannot take it anymore. We'll try to give each other a cooling period. Lah, so I say, okay, mommy now cannot talk to you anymore because you are not making sense. So I will go back to my bedroom, close my door. <laughs>、mm. Then you stay in the living room. After a while, thirty minutes or maybe twenty minutes, uh, he will cool down. And、uh, when I go out, he will apologize.、Uh, that's usually the case, lah.、Mm. Yeah, yeah. I love that method of cool off period, right?、Mm. Basically, if you talk more, if you quarrel more, slash, you know, have more conflict, then、yeah. you will just basically have like a rabbit hole, right?、You、just go down and down and down, right?、Mm. And then you just dig like a volcano eruption, right? So I think、yeah. cool off, cool off period is definitely the way to go in a way.、Mm-hmm. Just say, okay, you're not making sense. Let's take a break. And just、yeah. for like five to ten minutes, even better, right? I mean, even for ourselves as adults to manage our emotions,、mm-hmm. uh, I think it's important for us to take a break, like a mental break, right? And come back fresh. Oh, you know, he's still our kid. You know, let's let's reconcile, right? Cool. Yeah. Thanks for sharing such a you know with a, such a personal front. Let's switch gears a little bit, right? I hear a lot、mm-hmm. about Tiger Mom, my wife being one of them, right? Going for enrichment classes on the weekends. You know, Saturdays I'm always at. 
to a lot of enrichment uh, classes, bringing them to point A to point B and point C. What, what are your thoughts on that? When it comes to like in all these enrichment, right? Honestly, right now, first of all, he's young. Um, second, we want to prioritize like, again, whether it's from financial fronts, because mm-hmm. all the enrichment classes are increasing their prices. And also mm-hmm. plus the transportations and your yeah. time and energy to manage plus you have two i don't know how you do that <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah we only have one which is an english class and the, the reason why we started it is because at home we communicate in mandarin so he's chinese no problem with but it's there was a period that I noticed that uh, he wasn't really able to communicate or digest the instructions from the teachers who were mostly talking in english right so i sent him to learn level up his English is not really for academic purpose. It's more for him to be more confident, to be able to communicate, to be able to follow instructions in English. Since we don't have that environment at home, I'm, I think it might be the opposite situation for most of the Singaporean parents, right? It's more <laughs> at home, you speak English, yeah. then you worry about Chinese. So you send them to bilingual, <laughs> you know, the other Chinese centers. So for us, it's for him to you know, really be able to communicate English. And now he's able to to handle that. Got it. Mm. Yeah, I like it that you are very focused on a particular language where you basically go for English classes because you want him to communicate better in English as a, as a universal language rather than just going everywhere and anywhere like music, piano, drum, and then taekwondo mm. and, and swimming and, and everything, right? Mm. That's cool. Next question is around managing boundaries, right? So around screen time. How do you manage screen time with your kids? Oh, okay. That one, so for me and my husband, we are quite aligned on that about screen. We decided not to let him have much. Um, by much, we mean that try not to. But we, 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 we still like, we expose him to stories. And uh, so what we do is that we listen, we let him listen to audios. Mm-hmm. And uh, we try to kind of raise this habit for him, right? To uh, listen to audios from the beginning. Because kids is like that. They are like a sponge. If you let them watch iPad from the beginning, then they are used to iPad. And if you switch back to the audio without the cartoons, they will complain, right? Mm-hmm. So we start with audio from the beginning. Then later, although he saw like other kids watching iPad and all, he wasn't really so triggered or fear, fear is unfair because he's so used to audiobooks and he quite like it. Mm. Obviously, we try to find a content that is kid-friendly and mm. is also interesting. Like my son, he likes to listen to all the adventurous stories. He actually finished all the 80 episodes of Journey to West. Wow. Um, the children's version, so it's shorter. Yeah. But he... He likes to listen to, you know, how uh, the Monkey King fight against the, all the demons. Wow. These kind of stories uh, in audio format. So mm-hmm. that's how we be mindful about screen. Uh, and mm-hmm. we, tr- we try to not let him be exposed from the beginning. Wow, that is a great idea. That is brilliant. I have never thought of that audiobooks. Now I'm going to explore that during this weekend. We discussed about a few things, right? Managing conflicts, enrichment classes, right? And managing boundary screen time. So I believe you you and your husband basically align on a few parenting guidelines or principles for the family, right? Could you, could you say, just share just a few principles that help you guys to make better decisions for your kid? Mm, yeah. 
So good question. I haven't really, you know, organized all this, but yeah, there are some common rules that we follow. So it's like a boundary, like what you said. I think the first thing is respect. And we, we do it by, I think parents are children's best teachers, right? That's what people always say. Mm. Um, so we do it by example, by being examples ourselves. So like I, when he see, uh, he, he can observe la, like how me and my husband communicate with each mm. other in a respectful manner. And he will do that. He will follow that, right? So if he sometimes play tantrums is normal for kids or raise his voice or suddenly, you know, uh, said some words that is not respectful, we will correct that, right? And sometimes if it reached a point that he didn't listen, then that's where the cooling period, the cooling time mm. to play. So that's the fundamental thing for respect. And even between him and the classmates, sometimes he come back from home, I mean, from, from daycare, uh, sharing what happened in the daycare. So I'll always praise him for the good things. But when he shared conflicts he had with his classmates, I will always ask, like before jumping into conclusion, oh, you did wrong. Oh, he did wrong. I will ask, what's the full picture, right? It started from when, what and where. Tell me the story. So then I can give you my perspective perspective right and how can you do it better the next time so i think that's a universal thing and second i guess it's about um discipline and time management again like you know nowadays right like for us working moms and dads um our companies have you know certain working period and for daycares you also need to send your kid before a certain time to so that he can sit in the class on time right so uh, we need to plan out his morning activities. Say you need to finish five things in one hour. So you need to follow this, I mean, complete this task mm. within a certain period. So say each task will cost you five minutes. We'll actually set up the time alarm <laughs> for him to complete it. Um, mm. You know, sometimes when they wake up, they are drag, 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 and yep. the moms or the dad need to chase that, uh, chase after them, right? <laughs> yeah, and it happens to us as well. That's why it would be disciplined. It's mm. not that we don't want to allow the room for flexibility, but it's because the society we work in requires you to be time for school, requires your parents to be at work on time. So we have to organize ourselves better. So now he, most of the times, I would say 80% of the times he's able to follow the discipline mm -hmm. and, you know, complete his task on time so he can reach school on time as well. I think last thing, actually, I would say these two respect mm -hmm. and discipline are really the fundamentals. Otherwise, we are quite free and easy. Like we allow him to explore, like explore what he likes mm -hmm. and, uh, he likes doing handcraft and uh, drawings. Uh, we'll give mm -hmm. him time. I mean, if you finish your task in time, you just do whatever you like to do. And if he requests me or my husband to accompany him, uh, we will do that as well. So uh, I think in that sense, we are quite fair lah, in terms of mm. what we ask him to do and what we give to him. That's awesome. Uh, I like how organized and structured you are, right? In terms of parenting. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's really great to, to, to hear that right from you. As we wrap up, just you know, final couple of questions. So in this day and age, right, how can fathers slash husbands be a better support uh, for mothers slash wife, right, to parent the kid mm. together? Wow, that's very, very important. And I'm so glad that you as a husband and a <laughs> father, right, brought it up. I think sometimes we 
we as Chinese, right, we are all Asians. Mm. There's is this cultural element. I don't know since when, but this is social norm. Like what I shared about my mm. own family, my parents, right? They believe that means mm. uh, man is outside doing the important work and the woman is inside taking care of the family. But now time has changed. We have so many women leaders, professional working women, and even if stay-at-home mothers, they can they deserve to have their own life, their own hobbies because they are, they are spending the time and effort, but they are not paid, right? And they have their own dream, their own passion, their own social networking needs as well. So I think... First and foremost, like the, the the foundational thing is for husband to recognize that, mm. to realize that, to be mindful about it, not to take the social norm from the past to say nan zhu wai nan zhu lei, right? Yeah, you should recognize your wife as the same person as you, and yeah. she has her own desires, her own dream to pursue. So I think the realization is the fundamental thing to do. And to have the awareness, I think we, we, we can do more about it. Mm. Second is, I guess, to have a fair division, dividend of uh, what you need to do as a family. Mm. Just now you were saying that's why we're so organized, right? Yeah. Um, and I said, we have to, because we are just a small unit. So we need to put together ourselves like an army. And in wow. army, very displayed, right? Wow, nice. <laughs> um, yeah, maybe a bit quite zhang lah, but <laughs> I would say I would say that yeah, it's true that you have so many things to manage in your life. But if everyone is trying, just going on their own direction, on their own path, it's gonna be very messy, and then the problem will roll up as a ice ball to be bigger and bigger. So why not, right? Spend the time, spend the patience to sit down together and look at each one of our priority to look at the things that we must to do, and then we it's not to say. Who must do that? Who must do it? So we choose whichever one that we are available to do, we are willing to do, and we are capable of. Mm. Like a simple example, I will like actually for like our family, like house planning, right? Um, it's actually my husband. Then for me, I will do all the organizing of small things because mm. it's just like different of our strengths. He focuses on the bigger picture, how we lay out our furnitures and the cleaning and all. And for me, I look at or oh, on table stop how we lay out our boots so it looks quite clean. Things like that. It, but it still requires time to sit down together to plan together. Mm. I, I really appreciate like husband can have that patience and willingness to spend the time. Not always think, oh, 家事 is 小事, right? It's not mm. small. It's your everyday thing. It's what that actually supports your whole family. Right, well said, well said, yeah. You know, what really struck me the most, like what you just mentioned in the past two minutes is that we are actually leaders at home, right? Being fathers and mothers, we are leaders at home. We are leading an army, so-called, but... One, one or two or three or four or five kids, right? It's a so-called army and a unit. Like you mentioned a unit, right? So yeah. it's really quite an army. <laughs> and yes, and yes, yes. the second thing that really you know, struck me is really actually using a lot of skills that we acquired at work, right? To apply at home, right? Time management, prioritization. I'm not too sure whether we have an Excel sheet to prioritize all the stuff. Oh, yeah. Or yeah. Really, <laughs> <laughs> <what you> do? <laughs> and then there's the scoring right. metrics and all that. <laughs> Well, we product managers do a lot of presentation. I believe marketing has a lot of campaigns or activities that need prioritize <laughs> yeah, ROI. So I think we do bring a lot of that uh, back home. Mm-hmm. I think it's it's great as well because it brings bring some structure and bring some decision making mm-hmm. pro- pro- uh, process right for husband mm-hmm. and wife to talk about 
and discuss trade-offs. For example, hey, should we go this A or B, right? You know, is it far or is it near? Is it cost low and high and stuff? So that's great. Right. So in the spirit of Mother's, Mother's Day, this is a Mother's Day special episode, right? What is the key takeaway advice for moms out there who are tired, who are burnt out, who feel like giving up? Honestly, because I'm, I'm still like, I can still say I'm still at the beginning of parenthood, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm not like uh, the tiger mom who successfully raised the two kids and I can write a book about it. So even I myself, I'm still on a learning journey. Every day is different as a parent. You realize every day you learn something new about being a parent. And I actually appreciate that this, this whole parenting scene, like what you said, we can carry what we learn from the work to family and vice versa, because what we learn from the family can be applied at work as well, such as patience, such as discipline and time management. (laughs) So I guess the tiny takeaway I had from the past few years after being a mom is like, firstly, you should always have something for yourself. Don't give up your whole self because now I'm looking back at my elder generations, right? My parent generation, my grandparents' generation. My grandma has six children. So she actually devoted her whole life to her family and children. But now all the children have grown up and she has grandchildren. You know, the happiest period she had across the whole year, 365 days, is only during Chinese New Year for one night for the Chinese New Year Eve, where everybody gathered together. But for the rest of the days, because the children are working, and for me, like her grandchildren has already gone overseas. Mm -hmm. So um, she's been very lonely and she doesn't really have anything to do at home. Again, I mean, different person have different choice or different preference. For me, I would say that when I retire one day, you know, when my son grows up, I hope I can still become a grandma or just an elder lady and auntie, right? With my own dream, my hobby. Mm. So I can, even though I am not working, I can still find something that I'm passionate about, that I like to do. I like to learn, like lifelong learning, right? Yeah. So yeah, I think becoming a mom is not easy. You have many more responsibilities, but I I always believe that you should have something for yourself, mm. for self-care, you know, or, you know, self-interest. You can actually find time to do it. Even five, 10 minutes, like how I did a sketching, it will actually help you. And if you do that thing for a longer time, you can, you know, who knows, you can do a small mini project out of it and build your own product. And so I think, yeah, not to still keep your passion in you, keep your dream in you. And yeah, be more confident in yourself. Because again, like in our community, we saw many stay-at-home moms. Mm. She, they were working professionals, like uh, even lawyers or uh, doctors before they gave up their full-time job to become a mom. But it doesn't mean they don't have a talent, they don't have a skill. But after a while, you know, being at home, because the social circle is limited, right? Then they tend to be less confident about themselves. And that's why we're doing all these art shows, events, talks to pull them out of that small zone and say, hey, you know, you are actually beautiful. You are actually confident. You can do bigger things, right? Mm-hmm. So, 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 yeah, I encourage all moms to be confident in themselves as well. We can do it. Wow. These are great advice for pe- for moms out there, awesome. Thank you for sharing. And I think the few key takeaway point is really self-care, right? Self-care to kind of fight the burnout situations, right? And second, also have passion for something. 
right? Keep the fire burning. And speaking of passion, right? I believe your passion is definitely Mama on Pellets. So to wrap up for listeners who are interested to know more about Mama on Pellets, I would like to be involved in this community. How can they do that? Oh yeah, they can. Now we have more uh, channels. Last time it's really all offline events. So now we have our website. It's www.mamaonpallet.com. It's not Mama in Pallet or Mama above Pallet. It's Mama on Pallet. <laughs> we also have social media channels. Uh, plus, you know, podcasts on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. So you can just search for Mama on Pallet, you know, on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram to follow us and stay tuned with all the upcoming activities. Awesome. I'll put the links in the podcast as well. So if you are interested to know more, do click on the link to find out more. Thank you, Alice, for your time. Thank you for joining us in this show, Alice. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for your time. Thank you.